I'll never, ever, never, ever quit. Welcome to the Never Ever Quit Show with Brian Bandis, where we ask how and why exceptional people build exceptional lives. The Never Ever Quit Show starts now. What is up, you winners? This is the Never Ever Quit Show with Brian Bandis, and you're listening to episode one. And I wanted to take this opportunity uh, to share with you a little bit about myself, where I'm coming from, a little bit about this show and what you can expect. Um, There are a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of them that I listen to, a lot of great podcasts being made. And the question is, what, if anything, can you get from this podcast that you can't get elsewhere? I don't know for sure what the answer to that is for you, but um, what I want to do is tell you a little bit about where I'm coming from when I'm talking to you about mindset and I'm talking about overcoming pain, discomfort, um, and struggles. And uh, I hope, I truly, truly hope that you find this to be encouraging, inspiring, something that pushes you forward. So let me just start with some basics, all right? My name is Brian Bandis. I'm a father of three awesome boys, um, Oliver, Archie, CJ. Uh, I am a husband to a beautiful, beautiful woman who is incredibly smart and challenges me, uh, goodness gracious, like nothing else. Uh, I am a former member of uh, the country band Love and Theft. Uh, when I was in the band, we had some success uh, with a song called Runaway that went top 10. Uh, second song was climbing the charts, and it was somewhere around 20 uh, when our label shut down. And right after I left the band, they had a number one hit. Isn't that always how it goes? Um, with Angel Eyes. Uh, but I helped to form that band and, and build that thing from scratch. Um, I am now the director of sales for a real estate company here in Nashville, Tennessee. I am also a real estate developer, uh, currently building um, uh, around 14 units here in the Nashville area, 14 homes. Um, I'm also the writer of the Married Man newsletter. You can go to themarriedman.co if you want to check that out. Um, I grew up in Texas, in Central Texas, around the Austin area. Played a lot of baseball. Uh, played basketball through high school. Uh, then I'll you know started somewhere in there. Started really getting serious about music. And uh, after two years in college, um, and just to to clarify, two years, five different majors. That is um, more than one major per semester. So obviously I knew exactly uh, what I was doing there. Um, Two years in college and then dropped out of college like a guy with a future and moved to Nashville, Tennessee to pursue that dream of playing music professionally. And here's the cool thing. And there were definitely those who, you know, were pretty quick to tell me, well, you know, here's how many people try to go out there and make it and don't and da, 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 da. And I remember thinking, what do I care? Like their story, they, that's irrelevant to me. I don't care what anybody, you know, did or didn't do. I know what I'm trying to do. Um, and it worked. I came out to Nashville, uh, built, um, built a decent little music career that um, had its ups and downs, but lasted about a decade um, before I moved on to something else. I, I, during that time, I toured with Tim McGraw, Taylor Swift, Jason Aldean, uh, Lady Annabellum, all kinds of other artists, um, played the Jimmy Fallon show, played the Today Show. It was a hell of an experience. I remember, specifically remember this night, 
I'm laying in in the bunk in our bus driving down the road. Who the heck knows where we were coming from or going to? But I remember laying there in my bottom bunk, and I always like the bottom bunk because the rumble of the road is like, man, just a nice little cocoon puts you right to sleep. I remember laying there thinking, I am on my tour bus right now. I am on, like I'm not the hired gun, nothing. I am on my band's tour bus. I daydreamed about this and here I am. And I remember having a moment sort of like sitting in that and, and um, letting that kind of wash over me. So uh, moved to Nashville to pursue that dream. And I would say, you know, to, to some degree did get to experience that dream. Um, interesting thing is, all of this led to what I would consider the lowest point in my life. So I, I left that band and um, for a number of reasons, maybe at some point um, I will share those. That, that, I mean, that's a, that's a good 20, 30 minute episode because um, there was a lot behind what were my motives for pursuing music and some of them were misguided. And um, anyway, so I, I leave that band and my plans don't pan out, right? I leave the band and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write for, you know, maybe one of the companies, uh, one of the publishing companies that I have a relationship with or that type of thing. And just nothing panned out. And, um, so I took a job at guitar center and I don't want to sit here and trash, um, guitar center. Uh, but it was not a good fit for me. There were some excellent people there, but it was not a good fit for me. I didn't enjoy retail. I had a new wife. We had a new baby. I had just, um, let's say, let's say eight months earlier before I knew I was going to make this decision, bought a new house, um, right near downtown Nashville. Um, and now all of a sudden I've got new house, new wife, new baby. I'm making probably less than 2000 a month working retail, just struggling, hating my job, hating my day job. And just, and having this thought every single day of really, this is, this is what I have. This is, this is my reward for moving out here, pursuing my dream, um, making a really tough decision to maintain my integrity. And, and this is my reward. And I ended up in this very dark, very low place, uh, where I'm not at all confident that I can care for this family, this new family that I have, um, and not at all confident that I have more than this to offer. Um, thankfully, um, a couple years later, I run into the person who is now my business partner. Um, and he offered me the, uh, the job uh, that I guess at least that this journey started with. Uh, and I turned it down three or four times uh, before, <laughs> before I talked to him at the gym one morning and decided to, to, uh, to look into it and kind of take a stab at it. And that job, which was initially just as a, as a real estate agent, um, man, just unexpectedly proved to be an unbelievable fit. And it opened door after door after door to leadership roles and constant, constant growth in my mindset, expansion of my mindset and my perspective, constant learning. Um, and it opened the door to me even having a mindset that says, oh, if I learn more, I grow, I get better. And just starting to get really hungry for that. Um, 
as a father around this time, I, because I now had a kid, I began to contend in new ways and confront in new ways these, um, these things from my childhood that honestly, I, I probably thought that I had resolved and all of a sudden I have a kid and I'm like, what the hell? That was an absolute cluster. And now I'm pissed about it again because I can see it in a whole new light. Um, so this, here's the thing though, as painful as that was, that led to emotional healing that I needed through, honestly, through some pretty brutal and painful, um, exploration of those experiences. Um, so, so here's the gist and here is why, here is why the never ever quit show exists. We all carry this heavy, heavy stuff with us. We carry agreements that we have forged about who we are. Um, from experiences, memories, things in our childhood where something happened and we took it. I had an experience. I'll, I'll share, I'll share one. This has been a huge one and it dictated my life for decades guys. And you're going to hear this and you're going to be like, man, that's some freaking dark bullshit that was following you around. So my parents got a divorce and before they were divorced, we lived in this house and I played with my friend across the street and I believe his name was Nick. Um, and Nick and I played all the time. And then my parents get divorced. We move out of that house and they each kind of move into little apartments and whatnot. Nick also moved. And I remember going from the Texas Baptist Children's Home, which is where I had to live with my mom for a while till she got her feet underneath her. Um, I remember going to visit Nick to play with Nick. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. You moved. I moved. And I go and his family has bought this big, beautiful house on the top of a hill in, in like South Austin area, this beautiful hill country. And they're in this really nice, uh, house with this view. And I go upstairs and he's got his own room with his own bathroom and he's got a Sega in their, you know, big playroom. And, and it's funny how these things stick with you. Nick had these really nice pennants on his wall. He had these, uh, you know, like major league baseball team, and, and football and basketball team pennants on his wall. Um, and I remember wanting, I remember thinking those were cool. I was obsessed with sports and wanting to have those for my room. And they were like 25 bucks each and I couldn't have them. We couldn't have them. And so I made some out of construction paper and put them on my wall. And the agreement that I forged in that in, in that memory. And I didn't know at the time that I had received this message and, and sort of agreed to this, this message, but I basically went to Nick's house and saw where I was at and where he was at. And I went, Oh, I get it. These are the two halves of, of society. He's in the half, he's in the half of society that are the haves. And I'm in the half that is the have nots. Um, he's in the winner half. I'm in the loser half phrase it. However you want. I had, I developed this agreement and we all develop these agreements. Um, uh, we buy into these lies, these beliefs, these stories that are running through our minds and shaping, uh, what we do. They hold us back. They dictate, uh, what we are even willing to try much less what we actually accomplish. How many times have you not even tried something because there's a certainty of, that's not going to work out. Maybe for somebody else that would work. I still battle that right now. I battled that starting this podcast. My, this podcast won't take off. That happens to other people. This podcast isn't going to be powerful and meaningful. That's for other more elite people. 
That's the kind of, that's the kind of lies, the kind of nonsense, right? That we carry around and buy into and we let it keep us from doing meaningful things that we need to do in our lives. So we all carry this crap around and it dictates what we're willing to even try to do in our lives. So recently, recently I was sharing this memory, or I think it actually was a different memory, another sort of painful memory from my childhood. And the person I was talking to said, uh, he said, if you could go back right now and pause that scene and step into that scene and just talk to yourself, you could step now as 35 year old Brian with some pretty good stuff going on. And you could step in and talk to 10 year old Brian. What would you say? And man, it got me. And through tears, I said, I think I would just tell him, hey, don't worry. It's going to get really, really good. It's not going to always suck. Um, just hang in there, you know, just, just know that life does not have to stay like this. That was my answer. And it was very healing. So I was sharing that. And the phrase wounded healer came up and he said, do you know what, he said, do you know what a wounded healer is? I said, no. He said, a wounded healer is someone who is able to impact others and contribute to their healing because of their own wounds, because of the pain, because of the battles that they've fought. Right. And I know that's not a new concept. It's not, it wasn't a new concept to me either. But as soon as he said that, he said, you're a wounded healer. I was telling him my vision for my family. Here's the kind of father I'm going to be. Here's the kind of husband I'm going to be. Here's the kind of leader, the kind of friend, et cetera, that I'm going to be. And I will not back down. And when I said that to him, he said, you're a wounded healer. He said, it's because you went through these painful things that you have that fire in your belly that says, I will not quit. I will not accept less than this for, for me, for my family, for my life. And as soon as he said that, man, it hit me. And I'm telling you, it was like, it was like, man, he, it was like, he gave me a a garment and it fit perfectly. And I, and it just immediately felt like, yep, this is mine. This is mine. This is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to do and who I'm supposed to be. So I don't believe that every single person that hears the never, ever quit show, uh, is going to, you know, love the way that I communicate or really, really resonate. But there's somebody out there who has been through similar crap who, who can get something from this. Even in my early years, even when I was having success with love and theft, even, even when I was younger, having success in sports, always, always was a pretty decent baseball player. I was an okay basketball player. Um, even when I was having success in those things, there was still this message that basically said, no, your DNA is you're on, you're on the lesser half. And if, and when you have success, it's a fluke and it's only a matter of time before the rugs pulled out from under you and you revert to your natural state, which is you're, you're the loser half of society. And I know that, that so many people that knew me would have never thought that I was carrying that around. I don't even know if I could have articulated it. Uh, but that was, that was this root of insecurity. And slowly, fairly recently in my life, I've, I've begun to identify it and uncover it. And the point, the point of this podcast is that that mindset, the change in mindset 
has been the beginning of that healing. And it is what has freed me up to enjoy and step into who I am made to be. And until I let go of some of that flawed thinking, there's just no way that I was going to, to step into the fullness of my potential. I don't think I'm at the fullness of my potential now, but I feel like I'm headed that way and I'm excited about it. And I want to explore the mindsets, the beliefs, the habits, the thoughts, all of that of people who have been able to sort of free themselves to push through and trudge through that dark, heavy bullshit that we all have to wade through and contend with and start to build out something meaningful. I was wrong. I am not a loser by DNA. Even though I believed that for probably 30 years, I was flat out wrong. Thank God I was wrong about that. So the mindset, the beliefs, they had to change, and they're still in the process of changing. And that's what this show is about. I want to talk to people who have been through that, and I want to I want to take from their experiences and infuse my own mindset with better thoughts, better beliefs, and I want to offer you the opportunity to do the same thing. So that's what I've been through. That's where I'm coming from. What I believe about you is that there are things that you don't even daydream about. Things that you don't even don't even wonder if you can do. You're so sure it's not possible that one day will be no big deal. That's where I'm at. That's what I'm experiencing is that things that I never honestly never even even daydreamed about are the normal and now I am just I am hungry to understand and discover Man, if that stuff that I thought was nuts is actually like feels really normal, what the hell is possible? I feel like that ceiling is just getting higher and higher. It's got me real curious. So here's what you can expect. I'm going to interview people on this. I'm going to interview people on this show, on the Never Ever Quit show, who have gone through experiences. It's not just, hey, successful people. It's about um, people who uh, not only have they built something, And success is not limited to monetary. Not everybody I talk to is going to be rich. Everyone I talk to will have built something purposefully and will have gone through the pain and the discomfort of that process. Because I believe that pain, as the wounded healer, I believe that that pain is crucial to you becoming who you can become. That pain is a key ingredient The goal is not to become who we become and skip all the difficulty. The goal is to utilize that difficulty and to utilize that pain. So that's what this is about, man. And I'm honestly, I'm excited. I hope you can hear the passion in my voice because, man, to for me to look up and see where I'm at with my family, with my, you know, with my wife and my children, with the relationships I have, with the things that I'm getting to do and try in business, I could not be more pleased. And I never would have believed that these things were possible in the past because I had this, these limiting beliefs and these, these nonsense stories in my head about who I was and who I wasn't. So that's what you can expect. I'm going to have conversations with awesome people and I want to ask them very direct questions about the pain, about what they've been through and how they got through it. And what is the mindset of someone who pushes through that and grows through it and becomes someone who is exploring and starting to step into the fullness of their potential. So we got some incredible people coming. Um, I don't have a full list, but um, 
I've got uh, a lot of professional musicians here in Nashville. Uh, my buddy Hubert um, is a drummer for Little Big Town. He's going to come on here. Um, <clears throat> an old producer friend of mine who helped build us. He helped uh, launch Taylor Swift's career. Um, he'll be on here. Um, I've got, man, I don't want to go down the list. There's, there's a number of people and I don't want to, I don't want to list them until I get everybody confirmed, but, um, I'm really excited to share some of these conversations with you. And, uh, if you want to find out more, you want to find show notes, all that good stuff, uh, go to brianbandis.com. Brian with an I, bandis, like a rubber band, A-S dot com. Um, and you can check out show notes, all that good stuff. Also, for those of you men out there who are married, who are husbands or going to be husbands, want to be husbands, um, check out themarriedman.co. Um, that has nothing to do with this podcast. That just has to do with my passion for my family and wanting to lift other men up um, toward the goal of having fulfilling, rich, beautiful families. Um, so feel free to check that out if that intrigues you. Guys, I'm really excited to share uh, the Never Ever Quit show with you. More good stuff coming. I think one of the first things I want to do is make some cool t-shirts. So that's probably coming soon too. Uh, so y'all stay tuned. Uh, plenty more amazing conversations coming your way. They're going to be coming once a week. Talk to you in a week.